named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add, adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello and welcome to another episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. My name is Mark Walton and I'm joined as ever by Mr. Sam Hunter. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Hello, listeners. Uh, Mark, you've recovered from your experience with the green whistle uh, <laughs> and you've made it today for us to kick off what will be no doubt, because you're on painkillers, very short but very sharp, well, at least from this side of the world, episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. Do you want to tell, tell the listeners what you've done to yourself? Mm, yeah. So uh, on Saturday, I like to spend my Saturday afternoons with 30 other blokes on a ruby pitch, um, beating each other up. And I came off second best on Saturday and dislocated my shoulder for the second time within a year in what will surely be my last act on a rugby pitch. So I am currently in a sling, unable to drive, uh, had to walk to work this morning to get in in early to record this this podcast. So yeah, feeling a little bit sorry for myself, but trooping on nonetheless. And as you say, the painkillers are a plenty. So if I'm not quite at my firing best today, I will (laughs) apologise in advance. That's all right. This gives me an opportunity to do all the talking. Uh, which I'm I'm more than happy to. Uh, I will say to everybody listening that I gave Mark an out this morning. I texted him and I said, mate, I know you're feeling pretty rough. Uh, I can try and fly this ship solo or, God forbid, we skip a week uh, this week. And and as the true professional that Mark said he was, he's like, no, nah, mate, I'll be there at 8 o'clock. I'm walking. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, it looks like a bloody nice day outside looking out the window. So uh this is the the upside of being unable to drive is you got to enjoy probably like a half a mile walk into work on a nice uh indian summer's morning yeah and long may it continue i'm I'm recording a video for one of our premium properties later so it's going to be a bit of an experience doing that in a sling and obviously in the videos you've got to wave your hands to generate energy so i'll be one hand waving but i think you should own it yeah just get the sling in there and and just say to people all the time how do you know that i'm the best agent to represent you here well not only do we have the best buyers and the best sellers but i dislocated uh my shoulder on the weekend playing for my beloved local rugby club and yet here i am representing and i think you know we always try and relate real world back to real estate and just showing up is the battle day in day out um and you had every excuse under the sun and I gave you every excuse under the sun, not just to be here, but to not show up and to do things. You get someone else to do that video, but it shows how important it is to your clients and how important this is to us. Um, and the fact you didn't want to even let me down, uh, which is great. So I think for everybody out there, we all have off days. <laughs> uh, maybe we don't dislocate our shoulders every day, thankfully, <laughs> but uh, it's all well and good to want to have an ideal day or an ideal week until something goes wrong but it's how you respond to that and the fact that you can sort of keep showing up that makes the difference in your results and in the outcomes that you see. So I think, yeah, kudos to you, mate, for just getting on with it. Yeah. Cheers, mate. It's it's funny. I was thinking about this yesterday. Actually, I had a bit of a speed bump in one of my big sales yesterday and um, 
I suppose I could have moped around a little bit, could have stayed in bed, not come to work, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I didn't because that's kind of not in my nature. That's not really the makeup of me or our business. And I had a bit of a speed bump in one of my big sales. And because I was in the office being reactive, although not as reactive because I can't write and everything's typed from my left hand, so it's a little bit slower. But I got an email that was like, oh, this is a bit of trouble. Anyway, because I was here, because I was on the ball, we reacted, we resolved it within an hour. And as you say, sometimes it's not always being at 100%, but actually being present and you know being determined to try, try and do your best work. So I think that as we're going into the season of maybe a few snivels and a little bit of illness is starting to, to creep in. I think it's important to remember that, you know, it's not, you don't always have to be a hundred percent to hit your goals, but actually sometimes just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other makes a big difference. Mm. Well, we were saying that in our sort of accountability group the other day about we've all kind of just been showing up even if we haven't felt like it. Mm. Uh, and that's starting to make a big difference in the, you know, health and fitness and exercise goals that we've all set ourselves. And that, that's the one thing that we kind of all keep ourselves accountable to. Uh, and actually, it's good. I, I, I've I forgotten the last couple of days to take a photo of my watch and send it in. But someone's like tracking me and I get mm -hmm. messages anyway. And it's like, mate, saw you did that. Remember to take your photo. And I was like, yep, yeah, cool. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. So, yeah. Is showing up when you're not feeling at your best counts for double as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And actually, that's that's the thing that I'm sort of focusing on is even if you've had a rough night or you you know, kids up with the sniffles or whatever it is, still getting to the gym and putting some work in, even if it's not the best workout you've ever done, it's going to pay dividends over the long term. Yeah. 100%. Um with that in mind, talking about showing up and being consistent. Uh so I've got two things that I want to talk about for uh just really quickly and and we'll get the listeners out of here and we'll get you back uh on your painkillers uh, or in front of a camera with a sling. I think you look good <laughs> in the t-shirt as well. It gives you a nice little Indian summer vibes. Uh you can be uh, the Northwest most casual yet most professional real estate agent. Um, I got, I got two, one tip. I hope it's a tip anyway. We're going to walk through it together for the first time. And that's always a very dangerous thing. And then one story that I think is really useful to share when people are cautious uh, about prospecting or cautious about being seen as aggressive or cautious about telling good news stories because they wonder mm -hmm. how it's going to be received. So just wanted to follow up off the back of the conversation uh, that I had with Tanya Baker last week. So it was a good episode. We talked naturally a lot about social media um, yeah, and a, a bit of other stuff as well, which the feedback has been really incredible. And a big thank you to Tanya for having the courage to sort of share some personal stories as well. But some of the stuff that we were talking about was how do you find the courage to post on social media and how do you actually find the content rather than the courage. Sometimes that's that's what it is. It's like, I don't know what to say or I've got yeah. nothing to say. And I thought to myself, like the market rhymes and we all know it runs in cycles, but there's always going to be, there's always going to be new people coming in to that cycle mm -hmm. and old people going out of that cycle. So what that gives you an opportunity to do is recycle, see where I'm going with this, similar levels of content or ideally the same content if you can curate it and produce it well enough that it becomes evergreen mm -hmm. so that you reinforce the message to the people who perhaps haven't had success in a certain period of time but you're giving the right message to the new people coming into that cycle so immediately you're the one that's sort of following them yeah and i thought to myself if you worked in months so you got 30 days it's not a huge amount of effort to try and create effectively 30 minutes, so 30 single minutes, mm -hmm. uh, but 30 minutes total of content. And if you're struggling to think about what you can 
uh, come up with. Spend the next week. So if you're listening to this on a Tuesday evening or a Wednesday morning or whatever it is, but spend the next week writing down every question you're asked. Yeah. So be it from a buyer, be it from a seller, be it from your mum or dad, friend or family, landlord, tenant, admin staff, doesn't matter, right? Every day, if you're talking to the right people, that is people within your market that have the potential to give you a, a listing or buy something from you or rent something from you or refer someone to you, you're probably going to be asked questions. Mm-hmm. And the answers to those questions are the the answers to what do I say on social media? What is my content? So my thinking is if you were to record every question that you're asked over the course of a week, I don't reckon you'd get asked more than about 30 questions. Mm. I think you could speak to 500 people in a week if you really wanted to. Yeah. But the questions that you'd be asked would have some very common threads. Yes. And those 30 questions could be translated into 30, 60 second pieces of content to give you your 30 minutes of content to then put out that video once a day, every day, over 30 days, every single month, forever. Mm. Because while the people in the market will change and market conditions will change, the process of making an offer stays the same. And that's a super common question that a lot of first home buyers will ask the estate agent of which they would like to buy a home from is like, how do we make an offer? What's a letter of offer form? Hmm. Do we need a solicitor now, right? Should we sell before we buy? What a great question to answer because we know that people end up with 15% less money in their pocket if they buy a house before they sell. Yeah. So you've got to go and talk about that. So document these questions. And the reason why I, I don't just throw out 30 questions and say use these is because there's probably different questions in the Northwest to what there are in London or what there's going to be down in Cornwall or yeah. certainly what there are here in Australia, right? So they're going to be some pretty broad ones about process, but there's going to be some pretty specific ones, but very common ones about area. And you should answer those as well. And so I think the challenge that I would issue everybody listening to this is spend that next week thinking about or, or documenting the questions that you're asked because you know the answers already. Yeah. But if you can focus on the question, then the opening to your 60 second video of which you'll do 30 is how do you make an offer in much more? Yeah. This is what you got to look for. And I think in addition to that, so there is definitely something about evergreen content. I think there is quite comfortably 30 questions that you are asked within a week that you could Mm. then produce your 30 uh, pieces of of social on. But within those 30 questions, there's probably some that are more timely. And actually, if you can get that mix right so that you've got some evergreen, but some timely, because the first question that I came to is something that I get asked socially all the time. How's the market? Or, or something well, that's, that's... Your mon- that's your Monday morning thing, right? So I've, exactly. I've been asked the same question. Here's how the market is for the week of the 25th of September, 2023. And then that's how you make your social, you know, not just constantly evergreen, but actually also super relevant. So, you know, yep. um, I saw Michelle Gallagher put something on social in the last couple of days about the stuff that she does. She always does a market update. And she always does what we've sold because the other question that you might get asked, because sometimes those questions might be internal questions. And I know a question that my mum asks when she comes to the office, what we sold. I, and that and that is interesting to people who are following your social media as well, particularly if those people, if you think about it, live on that same road. Maybe, mm. hopefully they're not finding out on social media, but maybe they were interested in that house. 
maybe they've got a house that's similar to that. So, you know, there is also, as well as the evergreen stuff that you can put in, you can just drop in a couple of weekly tasks. So as you said, on a Monday, do a market review. On a Friday, do a review of what you've sold, whatever it whatever it might be. If you add in a couple of, you know, really hyper-relevant relevant posts, then it helps that evergreen content, you know, still, and your social content in general, still seem really relevant for people if they are in your cycle next month and the month after and the month after that they'll be the stuff that they're interested in 100 percent. and and the reason why i think 30 might be the right number is every month you can just schedule them out now you might not do the same video on the first second third of every month so mm -hmm. that it becomes kind of monotonous yeah but if you have the same videos going on at different times and different people see them at different times it does become consistent mm -hmm. and it's like insert local area here so i'll use much hall much hools how to make an offer in much hall right yeah. we had such great feedback on this last time we're running this again yeah. and it might be that you do every video every second day so that it becomes a, a two-monthly thing it yeah. depends yeah. on how much you can fill that content so that you're at least getting something out there once a day as well i can't remember who it was that we were talking to but i think it was michelle gallagher where she said i post at 11 a.m 2 yeah. p.m and 8 p.m every single day it was Michelle. And it's a, a a new listing, a testimonial, and something about the market. So this could be one of those that goes out every single day. And it's just like these are the video. If you're buying or selling in, insert your local area here. These are the things that you need to know. Mm. These are the answers to the most common questions that you're going to have. And you just keep rinsing it out because that level of consistency, that you know, we talk about boring consistency over and over and over again, is what's going to build trust. And once you have trust, you have the business. Interestingly enough, you've reminded me because we did this exercise probably 18 months ago. We did a jargon buster set of videos, and then we did an explainer set of videos like, what does exchange of contracts mean? What does a survey mean? That, that sort of thing. So we've actually got this stuff, right? And we started putting it out, and we've stopped. And you've just reminded me that actually, why why have we stopped? Why have we stopped putting out this this content? Because we've done it a couple of times. Maybe we've assumed that everyone's seen it. Actually, my first action now from our podcast is to go and say to the team, right, we need to get this out, you know, on a really regular basis. Um, mm. But if anyone is listening and is producing this sort of content, I can just recommend um, a social media posting um, platform called Recur Post R E c-u-r post and what that does is it allows you to have buckets of content so your content might be explainer videos you chuck 30 in there you tell it to post at 12 o'clock a day uh, every day and it will pick one to post for you each day so there's a bit of uh, clever tech that you can have to automate this this sort of stuff and as you say then you're also going to supplement your social media strategy with your properties and then you your relevant videos that we talked about before so i think that's a very good advice. And it's one of those things that actually we've been doing it and we've stopped. So we need to get back to doing it. <laughs> well, I think just to show the the proof in that pudding, it it very nicely, it's almost like I prepared for this, Mark, segues into the <laughs> short story that I want to tell you. Uh, so my my mum lives in a three-bedroom townhouse, um, not quite a terrace house. Think smaller and modern and boxy yeah. instead of... <laughs> quaint and, and beautiful and old and charming. Um, anyway, she lives in a, in a complex of six townhomes. They're all roughly identical, but my mum is one of two that are on the end. So effectively semi-detached. Yeah. She's got a, a bit more yard. The one next door to her uh, recently sold. 
Um, and I would have said that my mum's townhouse was probably worth about six twenty, six thirty. Yeah. She paid uh, just over four hundred grand for it uh, a few years ago. So market's done really well for her as well. But there's no need to sell because where would she go? Right? Yeah. Um, it's just it would be a, a silly investment for her to move in paying fees and stamp duty just for the sake of capitalizing on a market that she doesn't yeah. need to mortgage free, etc. Yeah. Um. My mum, so this ha- this townhouse sells. Mum didn't even know it was advertised because she's not stalking realestate.com.au like sickos like, you know, I am. Um, and she calls me up and she's like, there's a sold sign on my driveway. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. Anyway, uh, she's like, I wonder what it sold for. I said, I'll call the agent, mum, don't worry, and I'll, I'll figure it out. So I go on realestate.com, I look at the uh, property and it's got the price, the sold price there, which rarely happens because people want – that someone to call them and be like, hey, what yeah. itself was capture their data. Anyway, it's got a sold price of 738 grand. And I was like, that's interesting. I call her right. up and lady's name's Nadia. Uh, shout out to Nadia if you're listening because I told her I hosted a podcast in the UK and she was like, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, and I said to her, hey, I just wanted to know, is that your asking price? Or is that the actual sole price? And she's like, no, that's that's the sole price. It went unconditional today. Uh, and I was like, Nadia, that is insane. Like that is an insane price for yeah. that number five, right? My mom's at number six. And she goes, I had eight offers. Wow. They're all above 700 grand. And I said, wow, how long was it on the market for? And she said, we held on for 10 days. We did three open homes. We invited everybody back. And we said, you got to have your best offers forward. Right, so no market about, but enough time that they get enough eyeballs on it to create at least the perception yeah. of a lot of competition. Uh, I said that's that's amazing. I just uh, I'm I'm just calling because I'm an interested party. My mum lives in the complex. She's like, is your mum selling? <laughs> like, I got seven. I got seven leftover people, and I can better that price. That's what she said, right? Yeah. And I was like, my mum is not selling. Do not call her. Do not door knock her. Nothing. I'm more than happy for you to keep me posted on what's going on, but my mum isn't selling. She's a little old lady. Leave her alone. And she's like, she's like that. I understand, and I'll respect that. I have to say again, if she does want to sell, I can better that price. <laughs> anyway, I was like, no worries, not it. Good language, right? So uh, she calls me a week later. Again, she's like, hey, I know you said your mum's not selling, and I'm going to respect that, but I've got people desperate to buy in that. Right, and she's like, that price is there, if not more. If she wants to sell, just call me. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, okay, you know, like I get you doing your job. It's pretty aggressive, but I, I appreciate it. No worries mm-hmm. at all, right? And I said, she's not selling. Thanks very much. She calls me another week later, and she goes, I don't know if you've seen Sam, but I've got another sold sign up in Bulagar Street. And I was like, hey, congratulations! And and she she goes, I've just texted you the link. And so she texts me the link, which is not the realestate.com link. It's her company's web yeah. page link. Hot tip for anyone. Stop sharing yeah. move links online, right? Get them onto anyway, your website. Sold for $810,000. This house. That's same, townhouse. So again, same three sort of bedroom. it's a little bit nicer than my mum's in that it's got a study nook, but yeah. ostensibly, and it's got nicer floors than my mum's got timber floors. My mum's got cold tiles, right? Everything else is ostensibly the same. It is not a... $180,000 better property, yeah. right? Um, 
and and she was just like, I just want to let you know I got 810 grand for it. And she's like, I've I've come to Karina. I used to sell new builds. I've come to Karina with the goal of increasing prices for homeowners in Karina. And I'm doing that just in this road. And I was like, one, I love that. And I was like, I'm yeah. stealing that Nadia. Thank you. <laughs> uh but two, what an, what an amazing what an amazing message to share to people who own assets in the area that you want to sell, right? My goal, it's not that I want to sell the most houses or anything like that. It's my goal is to increase prices in this area. So yeah. every homeowner who's not selling then is like, geez, I hope she hits her goal because I'll probably want to cash in on this one day. I'm going to recommend her as and well. So, and then she said to me, I know you're not selling, but I just had to share the good news. And I also love that, right? And so... This lady just will not stop telling me good news, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, which yeah. I think is really good. And yes, it actually, the first couple of calls felt very aggressive, mm. but I've now come around because she's rung me three times in four weeks and she's got, you know, I can better that price. She's proven it now by going and smashing it literally out of the park. She reckons she had 14 offers on it, which is insane. Um, So much for the market and interest rates collapsing <laughs> everything, right? But the fact that she called and kept her promise of keeping you in touch, I'll let you know when the next one sells or anything like that, hasn't mm. called my mum, hasn't door knocked my mum, hasn't so much as put a letter through her door. I respect that. Yeah. And then her approach, which I think we can all learn from, is she's got the goal of increasing prices in Karina. Now, if you have the goal of increasing prices in much who is everyone going to love you? Except the buyers, but that's okay. They're getting what they want. The buyer yeah, yeah. buys it, gets the house they want, right? Everyone else, yeah, they're going to be a little bit upset, but your job's to go out there and get them another one. Mm. And so, so I just think it, it, I, I said to my I said to like I called my mum after she calls me every time I was like that lady rang me back and mum's like what did she say and I tell her and she's like wow and I was like mum I don't think you'd sell your house to anyone else if you had to she's mm. like no I don't think I would either yeah that's, and, uh, and that's the thing like it, it's it's everything that people who don't like prospecting would say that's aggressive and I don't like that and I'm one of them I, like mm. I, I didn't enjoy the first phone call and I was pretty sure she was going to go and door knock my mom's house. So I had to be really clear, but she respected that. And she's done everything she said she was going to do in terms of communicate and success in the marketplace. And there's, there's a lot to learn from that, but there's also a lot to learn from just calling people up and sharing good news. So can I ask then, what do you think, or maybe the proof is in the pudding that you've already experienced. What do you think she's done differently to the other agents in that area to get these you know high prices or is she just doing what she says she's going to do as she's she's done with you do you think i, I couldn't tell you her process the company she works for is known to be a, a relatively aggressive agent okay um i think the campaign that she's running in terms of not selling it to the first buyer yeah. is really important but you've got to judge if you get an offer on the first open home you've got to judge are these people going to hang around for a week mm. can you keep them there that's the skill of real estate writers to be able to say something, thank you so much for your offer. The seller, you know, that that potentially buys the house, but it might buy it next Saturday because we've only had 40 people through and we want to make a decision based on 100 people. If you're not there next week, we completely understand. That's just the way that this is going. Um, and it might result in a multiple. If you can have that with somebody and you can hold them there, that's great. But if they turn around, they're like, my office there till Sunday, you could say, okay, well, it's got to be better than this to stop another 40 people seeing it. No, yeah. I don't know if she's had those conversations. That'd be how I'd handle it. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. Maybe we'll get her on. Yeah, so I was just thinking. Like, hey, yeah, I'll, yeah I, mate, I'll do that. I'll call her and be like, Nadia, she's a bit weird. I don't know if she's quite podcast material. I reckon she'd be one <laughs> of those she's not listening she now. Hold the microphone really close to her face and talk really loud like that. But uh, who knows? 
Uh, you shouldn't. I'll, I'm out of call. Or ask. Her. Yeah, yeah wait, wait for her to call you. I mean, the, the the results that she's getting are uh, genuinely unbelievable. Like you just mm. wouldn't see money like that. That's almost house money. Um, so it, yeah, it's crazy. But I think there's no way anyone who's got a townhouse in that street's ever selling with anyone else now. Because you know, two for two and a new agent, she's only going to get better rapport with those sellers, and she's only going to get better rapport with those buyers, particularly the ones that missed out, so they don't go through that process again. So I just think, for me, the moral of that story is: if you get a good price, you have an obligation to tell every single homeowner in that area that your goal is to increase prices in that area, and you've done it once, and you will do it again. You got leftover people, and if they know anyone who thinks about moving, to call her because you'll have somebody who's already missed out, so they're going to pay a premium. Yeah, hundred percent. It's very, very powerful language, and also when you combine it with getting the results, and as you just said, doing what you say that you're going to do, it's a surefire recipe for success. And I think you're right. You know, you'd never heard of this this lady before. Maybe you heard of it of the, of the company, but never heard of her before. You've had four phone calls with her. She's had two amazing results, and suddenly she's stolen a march on any previous agent that you know may have sold in that street a couple of years ago. And it just goes to show that actually, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter what you did two, three years ago. What matters is what you're doing now and how you're telling people what you're doing as well. Hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, thank you very much for sharing, Mr. Hunter. As you know, we do this podcast because we love our industry. We want to see it improve and get better. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please share it with colleagues, share it out on social media. I'm Marl, he's Sam Hunter. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you again next week.